Awesome. Well, we have some good things for you tonight. I wanted to see, does any, do we have any healing testimonies? Any of you that have been healed that would be willing to come and share what, what happened? Caleb, come up. Awesome. Um, so I'm Caleb. Um, and uh, we were actually in L.A. at uh, Zuzu Now, and they would just had a session where they were just, like, praying over people, and they were calling out specific injuries. And um, it was funny because they, I got hurt playing football. And uh, the guy on stage was like, I feel somebody got hurt playing rugby. And I was like, oh, you missed me. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, somebody hurt their knee, and it was by playing football. And I told my meniscus playing football before. And so when he said, he said raise your hands. So I raised my hand, and, like, I got swarmed like honey and bees. Like, it was like ten people came and put their hands on my knee. And I prayed for people before, and I know they always said, like, oh, something warm happened, and I got healed. I said, okay, cool. So my knee started getting hot. I said, you guys are pressing too hard. But it was actually, like, healing. And so, um, and so they were like, well, can you move your knee? I said, yeah. And they said, can you do something? Well, you restricted before. And I couldn't do, like, a certain stretch because my knee would just lock up. And so I actually got on the ground. It was, I was unashamed. Got on the ground, stretched, got my pants and shoes dirty, didn't care, but got back up and started. And they made me go upstairs and, like, get on camera. And I was jumping up and down doing jumping jacks and stuff. And I was breaking a sweat. I was like, hey, well, but I was healed, so I was happy. So other than weight problems, my knee doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> All right. Amen. Three weeks ago, Angela Clark walks in the back, and Angela actually has a new job, so, so she won't be here for three or four weeks or five. But she walks in, she goes, Eric, do you have any ibuprofen? And I'm like, yeah, in the car. She goes, I have a headache. And I turned to go get it, and I'm like, wait, has anybody prayed for you? And she said, no. And so I just put my hand on her head, and I prayed for her, just real brief like I do. And she was, so she stands, I go, how's your head? She goes, it's gone. And I said, that's how it's supposed to work. So I just encourage you, is there anybody here tonight who does have a headache or who needs healing? Because Caleb was the only testimony that I saw. So if we don't have any, then we should create some. Oh, yeah, come up. Hey, okay, mine sounds a lot like Caleb's because I was at Azusa now also. And um, I went with a broken toe, and it was recently broken, like a week and a half broken, and I couldn't touch it even to put a bandage on it. And so um, Todd White, ooh, holla. Um, <laughs> anyway, he said that somebody with a broken toe was going to have their toe healed and um, that it wasn't their first broken toe, and it wasn't my first broken toe. And I had declared, I'm like, I am not going home with this broken toe. Before I even got there, I'm like, I'm not going home with it. And so, um, like Caleb said, everyone came over, prayed for me, because I had told everybody else I wasn't going home with a broken toe, so they knew that it was me. And so um, I was nervous to take my bandage off my toe, uh, even after I had prayer, and even though I could wiggle it, and uh, I was like, nah, I'm good, because if it's not fixed, then <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> and uh, Holy Spirit's like, no, take your bandage off. I was like, okay. So I took my bandage off, and um, the color was good. There was no pain. I could wiggle it. I could move it. And then I went back home and started my regular workout routine, and I could do all the stuff that I couldn't do with my broken toe. Awesome. So I want to encourage you, John, did you say you have something? Come up. 
I want to encourage you, if you notice, they're talking about this happened at Azusa. Why? Because we all went there. I went there. A whole bunch of us went. We all walked in with an attitude of expectancy, like God is going to do something. This is not a Bible study ministry merely. And so if that's how you normally walk in, you need to change yourself. When you come in, expect God to do something. He will. If you come in and you're just sitting here, he won't. Well, he did turn water into wine, and they hit a rock once, and water came out of it. So if you got to be a rock, and that's what we got to do, we will. But if you'll come in with expectancy, God will do some powerful things. Um, when I was about 16, I noticed that my vision had started changing. So I went to the eye doctor, got glasses, everything was all right for a while, and then Next year, I went back, and he goes, whoa, your eyes have really changed really dramatically. And so he gave me a new prescription, and by the time I went a couple weeks later to pick it up, I thought he had done the wrong prescription because they didn't work any better than what I had. And he tested my eyes again, and he said, wow, your eyes have changed so much in just the last couple weeks. And so um, he said that I really should get more help. So they did all the testing that they could there. He sent me down here to Davis over and over and over again, and no doctor could find out what was wrong. So then he said, well, I want you to try going to a real doctor to see if there's something wrong, like inside your head or something. And so I did, and they did a lot of blood work, like almost every week. Um, and they said that something was wrong with my blood, but they couldn't find out exactly what it was. And so by this time, a couple of years had gone by, and my eyes, I went back to the eye doctor again, and he said, you're way off legally blind. You're 10 times off the chart. We don't even have a number for your blindness. And um, still, the doctors couldn't find out what was wrong with the blood. They thought maybe it was a brain tumor. They had no idea. And there were several other symptoms. Um, this side of my head, I couldn't wash. I couldn't brush. I couldn't put my hair up, I couldn't do anything. Um, my mom would try to, you know, stroke it just like that. Um, and I'm like, ow, that hurts, don't do that. Um, and so it just kind of went on like that. There wasn't really any more that they could do. And so um, in the meanwhile, we had come here for my other sister's health. And I had talked to a couple of the people here at Capitol in the youth, and they all prayed. And as time went on, eventually I'm realizing hey, I think I can read that street sign. Hey, my head doesn't hurt. I can put it up. And, now, <laughs> and um, so, yeah, now I'm like reading signs like that my brother with his 2020 vision can't even read. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. That's encouraging. Okay, so uh, I wasn't at Azusa. Or no, I went to Azusa. It was awesome. But um, I was actually in Barstow, California last weekend with some friends, and we were getting ready to go to church. And this happens to me randomly, and it always, the way that God has me, the way that he handles it is just really random. But um, so we were getting ready to go to church, and we were like, oh, yeah, we should go to that service tonight. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, oh, I don't know. And then we decided to go. Right when we decided to go and we said yes, I got this sharp pain inside of my chest. And I was like, um, and at first I was like, oh, it's probably nothing. Maybe it was the coffee that I drank. Maybe I drank too much caffeine and da 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 so then we get in the car, and the pain, like, I literally felt like someone was, like, stabbing me, like, in my chest when we were getting ready to leave to this. It was this panel on the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And so we're getting ready to go over there, and I'm like, you guys, I think you guys need to pray for me, because I don't know what this is. Like, this is really random. 
And so they start praying for me, and like nothing happens. And I'm like, all right, Dad, like what do you think about this? And he's like, watch me take care of this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so we start driving, and it gets really, really sharp. Like I was like, am I having a heart attack? Like what's going on? He's like, watch me. Just watch me take care of this. Don't even move. Just watch what I do. And so I sat there, and I remember, <laughs> I remember the pain started to go down a little bit. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I'm waiting. Like, you going to do something or what? And so then I sat there, and I waited, and it started to go down, and then it came up again. And then Holy Spirit was like, start worshiping. So then I started to sing, and I started worshiping. And as I started to worship, it came down. And then he was like, okay, now you don't even need to worship. You don't need to wait. Just start talking to your friend as if it's not even here anymore. So then I just started talking to my friends. And by the time we got to the church, it was completely gone. And that's happened like multiple times where I get random headaches. And he's like, just watch me take care of it. Keep moving as if it's not there. But yeah. There's actually a story in Second Chronicles 20. I encourage you to read it. And that's why I tell you when you come in, change your perspective. Go into worship, worshiping. Because it's easy to sing, you know. Any moron can sing. But when you open your spirit to the spirit of God and start worshiping him for who he is, it says in Second Chronicles 20 that they sent out. It was a huge battle coming against Jehoshaphat. And they sent out the worshipers first, which is illogical and doesn't make sense. And if you're a person who has to understand everything, give up your control because God is always going to offend your mind to do what you actually need to have done. Because if you can do it without him, that's not God. And if your God is so small, you have to understand everything he's doing. Your God is too little. That kind of a God can never help you walk through life with what life will bring you because it brings all of us things. But Jehoshaphat sent out the worshipers first, and when they began to worship, they totally won the battle. Did not make sense. How would you have liked to be one of the worshipers? Like, okay, I'll play my tambourine. And, for, and you, you got all the big brawnies guys at, at the back, and you're the tambourine player, you know? That just shows you the power that there is in worship. So I just encourage you, as uh, we come tonight, and any time, whether we're coming into worship, uh, Brian's going to speak tonight, Eric speaks, I speak, whoever's up here, just come expecting, because God will do powerful things. <laughs>